Oh, and make sure you don't um, pound the table when you're talking. <laughs> Get emotional, man. <laughs> it's, you know. Can't emotion- help it. Yeah. Got to hold your emotions in like a real man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no loops. Oh, no loops. What's up, everyone? Uh, you are now listening to episode three of own no loops yeah yay that's right um thank you for everyone who listened to our previous episodes um if you didn't go back and listen to them please gotta catch up yes yes catch up uh this january uh we hit the uh, 20th anniversary of the rhyme and reason soundtrack now the rhyme and reason soundtrack isn't particularly notable in itself Rhyme and Reason was a, a documentary-based um, hip-hop movie from the mid-90s. Um, it goes over a variety of topics, but it's just it's most notable if, if you want to see a snapshot of what your favorite rap artists were looking like and sounding like in the mid-90s. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting time capsule, if nothing else. But, um, and the soundtrack itself, you know, had a few choice cuts on it, but it just got me to thinking about soundtracks in general. Um, there was a time when you had you had a lot more rap soundtracks. Like that was, you know, record labels and and movie companies were rushing to to put out soundtracks that were uh, predominantly rap heavy. They very very rap heavy soundtracks, or you know they also had some R and B. But there was a lot of of just you know young black artists coming out with these soundtrack albums, uh, and so that's something that you don't you don't see anymore. And so we just kind of wanted really to don't. We just want to talk about that a bit on, on this episode. So, of course, with uh, hip-hop albums, they have been around for a good number of years. I mean, they, of course, were inspired, we would say, uh, by our black exploitation fix of the 70s. You know, your Superflies, your, a lot of them, which had some great soundtracks. Right. Of course, Curtis Mayfield and Superfly. Shaft. Um, and Shaft. Truck you know, Turner. All of those. Coffee. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then going into uh, the 80s, of course, you had Crush Groove, which was an, another soundtrack just filled with rap, with uh, rap stars in the movie. Yeah. Um, your wild style, of course, uh, the subway theme, which yeah. is, uh, if I had some cardboard right now, I'd break that out and uh, start playing subway theme. Yeah, you you want to too. I I, I I want to, but I know I know better. <laughs> I, I I don't have those skills. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Beach Street and several other films throughout the early to mid '80s that really inspired uh, the wave of hip hop films, hip hop uh, subject uh, films that uh, would bless us in the late '80s uh, and early '90s. Um, and then of course uh, films that weren't hip hop subject but just had a full beautiful uh, 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 array of hip-hop uh, sounds and, you know in the late 80s we were blessed with uh, some great hits like um, fight the power amongst others and some uh, great artist debuts that we definitely want to touch on because some of your favorite people um, did make their debuts yeah. on hip-hop yeah, yeah. soundtracks yeah and I, I felt like fight the power kind of kicked off like the 90s era of of soundtracks where you had uh, the uh, Do the Right Thing soundtrack. It wasn't a rap soundtrack at all, but it had that one song which just became an iconic record. And I think that kickstarted uh, that era. But we can talk about like debuts that were made on these on these albums. 
uh, I mean on these soundtracks. Um, so you had you had Tupac on the Nothing But Trouble soundtrack. <laughs> now, <laughs> not probably not a memorable movie. Not not it's a bizarre movie. It's a bizarre movie and not a and not bizarre in that good way that makes you tingle, but just really bad. But yeah, Tupac is, is on there with Digital Underground on same song. Yeah. Um, if, if if you've ever seen the video, it has clips of that movie in it. But that's about all you need to see of that movie. From, yeah. From that video, it's it's an interesting video. Uh, you know, everybody dressed in uh, different characters. Tupac, the African King. That's right. Um, uh, you got a uh, NWA making a uh, brief cameo in there. Yeah. And of course, Dan Aykroyd as well. Well, yeah. And Digital Underground is in that movie for some unexplained reason. Um, so so that's the connection there. Moving forward, you have uh, you have Prodigy who made an uncredited debut on uh, the song "Too Young" with High Five on the Boys in the Hood soundtrack. This was before he was uh, talking about stabbing you in the face with his nose. Bone. That's, that's nose right. Bone. There was yeah. There was there was no um, um, nose bone rocking in, in when he was when he was rapping about being too young to to be in a relationship or whatever that song was about. And with with high five with the R&B group high five high five, but yeah he's not credited on there at all which is interesting but yeah that uh, go back and, and and dig into your your soundtrack archive and check out Boys in the Hood you'll hear the first uh, recorded Prodigy verse and then uh, you have of course uh, Nas on uh, halftime on the Zebrahead soundtrack yeah so Zebrahead uh, was, a, was a Michael Rappaport movie about like interracial dating. Um, not a huge movie, but and not necessarily a huge soundtrack either. But it's notable because it had the solo debut of of Nas. Um, you know, Nas had done he had done guest verses on Live at the Barbecue and uh, the sequel, the I guess unofficial sequel, Back to the Grill, on MC Search's album. But um, this was his his solo his first solo record uh, halftime, and you know it was on Illmatic a couple years later. This was I believe '92. Yeah, Zebrahead. It also had a had a decent uh, MC Breed cut on there as well. So, right, right. Um, then you have uh, you have again like all the heavy hitters. Uh, Biggie, uh, Biggie made his solo debut on uh, on on the Who's the Man soundtrack. Party and bullshit. Party and bullshit, produced by uh, Easy Moby, who who did the bulk of his uh, first album. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I I remember hearing that record, and I was like. I mean, I love the record, and I played it over and over and over and over and yeah. over and over. But I was like, nah, this, this. Even though I love the record, for whatever reason, it's just not gonna hit. It's gonna be a great soundtrack song that nobody will ever hear. <laughs> yeah, boy, was I wrong. I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah. To this day, that's still one of my favorite Biggie cuts. That was old Biggie when he would yell more than oh yeah you, you know he eventually kind of smoothed it out before the conversational flow as they said yeah before i guess before puffy really intervened yeah um, and, and and stepped in but um um we also you also have as far as debuts you have warren g on uh regulate on above the rim um again solo debut because you know you had heard him on on doggy style previously or and on the uh the d's nuts uh skit on uh chronic <laughs> but um this was his first like solo record uh was was on above was regulate with uh nate dog on above the rim and then you have uh both dead prez and big pun made their solo uh record debuts on the soul in the hole soundtrack 
You ain't a killer. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You ain't a killer by Big Pun, and then Dead Press had had the opening cut, which was called uh, the Game of Life on the Soul and Ho soundtrack. That was, um, I think that was '97. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Loud Records, two. You know, the soundtrack definitely was partially a label showcase for Loud Records, but it also pretty had, much and what a showcase it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a showcase it was. Um, and then you have um, Ja Rule on uh, the. Uh, I don't know why I'm laughing. I don't mean to laugh at Ja Rule, but... Um, or maybe, maybe I do. But um, the Rush Hour soundtrack, the de- that was a Def Jam joint. Uh, that was 98. Uh, with That was... Uh, what was the name of that song? Can I Get Can, a... Can I Get a Ellipsis from... Uh, <laughs> featuring... Uh, that was Ja Rule. Was that, was that also the debut of Emil? Um, I want to say maybe. Okay. That, that more than likely was. Yeah. Okay. But yeah... Um, that that was a debut of her, and she was part of a group, Major Coins. Major and, Coins. And I don't think we ever heard anything. About I don't them, think we but... did. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Major Coins may have been her and her two imaginary friends. Oh, but, stop. But yeah, like Ja Rule came out in that video looking like Tupac's clone, and the rest is history. Hmm. And then you have uh, uh not we're going into like the lesser name now. Like whoa, whoa, I shouldn't say that. Nocturnal, who didn't really make too much of a splash after this. But, um, you know, he had a few cuts on the, the Wash soundtrack, which was an aftermath joint. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he had, you know, the he had a couple, like, big songs on that on that record. And then, like, took several years, I think, to finally put out his debut album. I think by then the buzz had kind of worn off. Yeah, him. that, of course, that Bad Intentions. Bad uh, Intentions. Uh, bad Intentions uh, beat ended up being the basis for Super Ugly. The, below the belt it's <laughs> Nas and Jay-Z uh, <laughs> it's, that beat is probably more well known for Super Ugly than it is for the, the Bad Intentions which is kind of sad but yeah and then so so sticking with Aftermath um, you then have 50 Cent who um, made again not his it was more so his introduction to the world I would say his reintroduction, reintroduction. after you know the, the whole thing with Columbia right. and the power Track of the dollar and uh, you know that not going, and then Wangster just blowing up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, fifty becoming fifty at that point. Right, and yeah, so that kicked off with the Eight Mile soundtrack. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so those are notable uh, debuts from soundtracks. We can also talk about like soundtracks that were not really soundtracks. Yeah, I mean, we were lucky enough to to get to a point where um, throughout the I guess the 90s, the early 90s, then even going into the mid 90s where we just had uh, hip hop soundtrack after hip hop soundtrack yeah. after, you know, on and on. And there were a couple, I guess, recently that I wanted to note before we really went into some of the classic songs, uh, yeah. uh, albums that were inspired by certain movies, like, for example, American Gangster. Uh, that Jay Z, yeah, Jay Z. What a lot of people called his kind of return because he came out of retirement, came out with the Kingdom Come album, and a Which, lot of, some people didn't like it so much. Too much whispering, uh, I would say, person for me personally. But yeah, it was not, it was not a critical. Uh, it, it was not critically acclaimed. Yeah, um, but you know, it was what it was, and then. American Gangster came out, which of course was inspired by the Denzel Washington starred film. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a suggestion uh, by Denzel mm-hmm. himself for him to be involved in the soundtrack somehow, which ended up being 
a collection of 60s and 70s uh, music since it was uh, from that time. But Jay-Z ended up going out on his own and uh, matching up music to some of the scenes in the movie and came out with the American Gangster album, which ended up being a great album, which uh, included Rock Boys and Blue Magic and, you know, uh, it was even uh, remixed a few times. There was a mashup by uh, Mick Boogie uh, mm-hmm. between uh, Marvin Gaye and Jay-Z, which was pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, I definitely suggest checking that out. Mike Love, uh, um, a DJ from Chicago, did one called, uh, it was called Nigerian Gangster. Where he like, he, like uh, yeah, mixed it yeah, with that's like, right. yeah. That's right. And then you had, um, I, I think Ninth Wonder did one as well. Ah. So yeah, so that was, you know, that... Um, that album and you have um, Compton which uh, came out a little bit more recently yeah uh, Dr. Dre what I believe is his final album uh, hopefully he, not well hopefully not uh, he came out with um, the Compton album which was inspired by uh, Straight Out of Compton and it wasn't officially the soundtrack because the official soundtrack was actually uh, throwbacks uh, yep. to when NWA first came out yep. um, you know when they um were really running things. Um, Compton, it was an album that he came out with, which was inspired by the movie. It wasn't the official the, the soundtrack, no. but some people would actually consider it being the soundtrack. Right. Yeah, it, it doesn't have any anything that directly connects it to the movie, but I guess Dr. Dre, it, it seems like he was just inspired by the releasing of it and, I guess, reminiscing on his... His 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 come up in Compton, so he finally released a record after many years of of not putting out anything other than headphones, <laughs> which he did pretty well on. He he did very well. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes, he did. We're lucky enough to have a lot of classic records from um, uh, hip hop uh, soundtracks and even just one off hits from certain soundtracks yeah. that were a mix of. Uh, hip-hop and other types of music and you know some of those we already mentioned fight the power from the do the right thing soundtrack yeah. which wasn't mostly um a hip-hop album not but at all that was probably one of the more powerful records and this of course uh was a spike lee directed film and you know in the late 80s we were seeing the rise of uh some uh, black directors right. which were really taking hollywood by storm with some critically acclaimed films and uh, the music just definitely had to match it. Fight the Power was one of those records. It ended up having two videos. Um, yeah. You know, one of which which had parts of the movie in it, and another yeah. which actually was a march through Brooklyn. Classic, classic. Yeah, classic video. Uh, video there. And P.E. was definitely on their game at that uh, time with yeah. uh, the music that they were putting out, so it was, it was perfect timing. Yeah. You also have uh, New Jack Hustler, which was around that time. And, yeah. You know, really shaped the, uh, the story of what the Cash Money Brothers from uh, uh, the movie were going through New Jack City. Yeah. Um, and Ice-T, even though he was the cop in the movie, uh, ended up really, I guess, going and digging into his past and just putting uh, words and music to form um, what Nino Brown was to be in that movie, and it was a beautiful testimony of, you know, a hustler. That, that's just such a it's such a powerful record, and like to this day, that that record will get me hyped. Like it's just yeah, that the music behind it alone. It's yeah, it's, that's pretty ridiculous. And Ice T's voice is just crazy. 
Yeah. New New Jack Hustler. Uh, Juice, Know the Ledge. Uh, Eric B and Rakim, man. man. Classic record from them from the Juice soundtrack, um, which was uh, <laughs> just a, a classic movie, which just celebrated its anniversary. 25th, January right? 25th anniversary. Yeah. Can you believe it? Now, Juice, Know the Ledge, uh, little known fact, uh, Rakim was actually playing the drums on that record. Wow. And, um, you know, B, awesome. His lyrics, awesome. Great storytelling, classic yeah. storytelling. Yeah. I love that record. And uh, the Juice soundtrack in itself was just a great soundtrack. And another record on there, uh, Uptown Anthem. Naughty by Nature. Naughty by Nature. When they were just killing the game. Yeah. That song, um, of course, featuring verses from both uh, Tretch and Vinny. Uh, Vinny. You know, just, just the beat alone was just like... Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, you know, I I I heard that piano intro and was just like, what? Oh is yeah, this it starts gonna, off really like kind of slow, right? What is this gonna turn into? It's, yeah. it's, it's it sounds like you know Frank Sinatra's about to come on and sing, but it was like sounds like a, a new Jack Swing record. Yeah, sounds it, like sounds like Stanley Brown playing the keys on the intro. It, it, it sounded like it was gonna intro into some you know a sad solo, and then you just heard that come on that charging piano and that drum and you're just yeah. like oh my goodness yeah. this is about to get crazy um and i remember waiting to see that video premiere and i was just like this is nuts yeah <laughs> and, that, and that song was so dope that they had to they had to uh reissue naughty by nature's first album and put that like tack tack that song to the end of, of the track listing just because uh, I think people probably at that point were, were like buying their album and upset that that song wasn't on there. So yeah, I, yeah. I would have been too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, of course, Juice was just huge. You know, uh, not only because of the music soundtrack, but you know, Tupac uh, being in the movie yeah. and uh, everybody just like blown away by his performance. And, Tupac know, not on the soundtrack, by the way. Not on the soundtrack. Yeah. He was in the video for this song. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, he got jumped at one point, but um, <laughs> but uh, he was in the video, and um, you know, I'm surprised. I was always surprised that he wasn't on the soundtrack, yeah. but you know, it is what it is, and I definitely love that record. Um, so, are we faking the funk, Marcus? Um, I, I hope not. Hope we're not faking the funk. Um, faking the funk. Yeah, that's uh, main source. Uh, that was uh, was large. Well, yeah, it was main source featuring uh, Nick the Exotic, who has one of the more exotic uh, names in rap. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Fank and the Funk is just a, that's just a, to me that's that's a classic record, and it was off of uh, it was White Man Can't Rap, which was like the I, I don't know maybe they didn't maybe uh, they didn't feel secure in just putting out a rap soundtrack to that movie. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, I don't know what it, happened. It, it must have been some executive decision where they wanted to have one and then have another and to satisfy everybody. I don't know. From what I remember, it's this song as far as any soundtrack activity. Well, it, uh, yeah, it, it had this. Uh, yeah, so White Man Can't Rap was it was a rap EP from White Man Can't Jump, and then. It had, um, it also had the song, uh, what's it called? This is the hook, but I think by Naughty by Nature. I only know it because of the movie, because the song is in the movie. Like uh, this is the hook, this is the hook, and that's that was the hook okay. to the song. Okay. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but um, um, they had another. Oh yeah, and I think yeah, 
That's the song like I'm about to bring it to your face, but not notable. So <laughs> faking the funk is the winner there. Um, and then moving on, you have, um, of course, Grown Up in the Hood by uh, MC8, Compass Most Wanted. Uh, from That was from Boys in the Hood. Great, again, aforementioned, great early soundtrack. Compton's Most Wanted had been around, like they had put out their first album. Uh, it's a Compton thing, yeah. but but uh, this song I think really blew them up in the mainstream and really, like I used to see their first video on the video jukebox actually, but but this one was like all over. Growing up in the hood was all over uh, BT and MTV. Yeah, and you know you picked up their album, the song was there, and you picked up the Boys in the Hood soundtrack, the song was there, but yeah. the chill. Uh, rap the second and uh, I think the fourth verses of it. And yeah, he, they actually came out with the video and MC8 was doing the right. uh, verses because uh, from what I had read, uh, the chill had gotten arrested like right before that dropped. So you actually had MC8 doing it, and uh, you know, of course, he delivered. But yeah, yeah, um, it was a little different. To hear. It was it was a little confusing. Yeah, because yeah, because like you would watch the video and it's like that doesn't quite sound like MCA. Like, <laughs> like, like like is he using a different voice on those verses or what's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. It ended up being uh, another another guy in the group. Yeah, the chill was busy. You know, he he was growing up in the hood and being a straight up menace. Uh, <laughs> and which you know, straight up menace was was another uh, Compton's most wanted classic album uh, soundtrack album cut uh, that was from Menace to Society from '93. I don't know, MC8 just had a knack for crafting these, like, kind of smoothed out, but still hard uh, uh, soundtrack cuts. And so he did it again with, with Straight Up Menace from Menace to Society. Um, and then you have, of course, uh, we mentioned before uh, Party and Bullshit from Who's the Man. On some brand Nubian shit. Beating down punks. <laughs> um, just That's just a classic record. Um, and then you have um, you have uh, Spike Lee did it again with uh, Crooklyn Dodgers in 1994, which was from the movie again Crooklyn. and again, again and again, right? <laughs> so, um, and then you have Crooklyn Dodgers, the return of the Crooklyn, Do- Crooklyn Dodgers from '95. Uh, that and was from the uh, the Clockers soundtrack. In my opinion, probably the two best when it comes to hip hop soundtrack records. Wow. Yes. And and it's interesting because again, like do the right thing. Um, Crooklyn and Clockers are not really hip hop soundtracks, but they have these these super classic hip hop records on them, which is interesting. Yeah, just awesome, awesome uh, uh, songs. And um, I remember hearing once uh, one time when uh, Jay Ru uh, was interviewed about the uh, Crooklyn Dodgers too mm-hmm. at the. OC and uh, Jay Rue had laid down their vocals and you know they were like okay you know we, we delivered a couple dope verses and then Chub Rock they heard Chub Rock's verse and they were like we gotta write this over because yeah. Chub Rock just went off on that record. yeah 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 Chub Rock has a, oh, has a classic verse on that record classic verse on and then I guess the 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 unnamed fourth Dodgers in those cases you got you got you got Q Tip on the first one and Premier on the second one doing the production so. yeah yeah. Super groups, super groups. Um, they also, there was that theme that they made sure that the people rapping on there were all from Brooklyn. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Then you got How High from the show soundtrack. Um, the show's another hip-hop movie, uh, you know, documentary, interview movie, but um, How High, Red Man and Method Man. Um, of course, we have two versions of How High. There's the original soundtrack cut, which has 
the more which has the harder beat and it has all the verses and then you have like the smoother video version that has like the smooth like the 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 remix um that like i guess it's like a radio edit so they cut it for time um, yeah yeah i like the longer verses those those are what i yeah. live to hear yeah red man just going off blacking out yeah um and then you got you got ain't no nigga from Lady professor jay-z that was kind of his introduction to the mainstream um and, and, and foxy brown as well then you got you got winter wars from um speaking don't, of long verses long verses oh, yeah yeah capadonna <laughs> i think i think capadonna had been locked up prior to that and then so i think everything that he ever wrote while he was in jail <laughs> it just it, came it out just, it just all came out of him you, on that you, song. you could be on exit one of the lie you'd be on exit 15 getting off he's still rapping <laughs> yeah he um yeah he murders that and i feel like he kind of he kind of like spent all his energy on that track but Shout out to Capadonna. I like I like uh, the Pillage album, uh, for, mainly for the beats, but still I like I like it. It's dope. Uh, and then you have moving forward, you have uh, you know Eric Sermon's music from the uh, What's the Worst That Could Happen soundtrack, which soundtrack and movie that you'll never see or hear. But <laughs> but uh, Eric Sermon kind of made a comeback with that record. It was, oh, it, was it was a surprise. Man. It was that, an absolute that surprise. That song was in. Heavy rotation. Yeah, very heavy, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. It was like huge hit, and that was yeah. that was really cool to see, just just to see him do that. Yeah, I was happy to see it. You know, yeah, him just get that uh, get that going at that time. Yeah, and then you have, of course, you have "Lose Yourself," uh, Eminem, and uh, Eight Mile, um, which won an Oscar. Won an, won an Oscar, an, uh, the Oscar-winning "Lose Yourself." Yeah, um, I mean, I remember at that time I couldn't believe that happened in the hip hop record. Oscar award. Yeah, it, it paved the way for Three Six Mafia winning, uh, for you know, uh, for hustle and flow. Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, and then of course Common winning one last year for, uh, well, for Glory. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are those are classic, classic joints from soundtracks. And then there's, there's a lot more sound. There's a ton of soundtracks, and there's a ton of soundtracks that have decent yeah, cuts. I mean, higher learning. Uh, you know what else could we think of? We could be uh, here all day. Naming. We could be here all day, just naming just random all the soundtracks that just uh, you know dotted all throughout the '90s and then yeah. going into the early to mid 2000s. Yeah, um, just full of rap cuts. A high school high, New Jersey yeah. Drive. Yeah, um, a ton of tracks. Yeah, and if you if you want to if you want to like if you're into collecting all of like the rare. Wu Tang and Outkast cuts, you you have to go to soundtracks because they were, especially Wu Tang, but even Outkast as well. They were all over those soundtracks, just dropping random new cuts here and there. So, yeah. so so go back if nothing else, go back and check those soundtracks out for the cuts that we named, and also look for those uh, those Outkast and Wu Tang cuts because they're all pretty good, I would say. Well, why do you think that we don't hear any of these anymore? Any soundtracks? What are um, your thoughts? I think part of it is we we don't see as many we don't see as many black films as we did in the '90s. Like in the '90s, you had this huge boom of films with featuring you know black actors or like black directors, and and you don't see as many of those films anymore. And so uh, I think you think so. I, I think so. I mean, well, I guess if you think about some of the recent things that came out, of course. Um, 
you know, we we did have dope last year, and that yeah, that did have a soundtrack where it had some new music mixed with old. Um, yeah. But how many songs? How many songs have you heard from that soundtrack? Of uh, the new ones, none. Me neither. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> no disrespect to those folks, sure, but I just sure. haven't heard them. Yeah. You know, there there have been some other black films that either I guess maybe they just weren't tied up to hip hop music. Like, was there a hip hop soundtrack for Moonlight? Or I don't think so. No. So you know, it, it. I guess just things that really didn't fit. Where I don't know. Uh, at that time of the early to mid 90s when it was rampant with uh, a lot of the quote unquote coming of age films mm-hmm. um, getting out of the hood type films right. you know the, that really worked and yeah and and there were definitely cases of 90s soundtracks that were forcing it like part of what happened is it got ridiculous at one point where you would have a movie as long as the movie had one black person in it you would have you would have a rap sound you gotta have a rap song in there yeah. as a black guy yeah so so like any any martin lawrence movie pretty much would have a rap soundtrack oh yeah. um, um but i think part of that too is that just i mean hip-hop from a sales standpoint was really peaking in the 90s like yeah um rap was becoming you know a huge you know after the sound scan and and uh you know niggas for life hip-hop was just becoming a huge force so in the 90s record labels and movie companies would do whatever they could to push out rap albums and so you know nowadays rap isn't that that million seller it used to million million dollar seller and uh you know albums really aren't a big deal anymore albums artists don't push albums the way they used to um, nowadays, artists, I would say, they make albums to support a tour. They don't really make albums for revenue anymore, or at least not. You know, only only like the top selling artists do. But like your average artist isn't going to sell a lot of albums, and so it doesn't necessarily make sense for labels to put all the money into um, getting artists to record new songs for these albums when. You know, even if an, even if they do get a successful song like um, the uh, was it Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth? Uh, Puth? Yeah, the "See You Puth? Again." Yeah, <laughs> "See You Again." Yeah, for, uh, yeah, that was uh, you know blockbuster of a song. It's a huge song that did great for Fast Seven. Yeah, I mean the Fast Seven album I don't think was all hip hop. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I, I would agree with you on your point. I would definitely say streaming has affected that. I mean, you mm-hmm. already have people. I mean, we're at a point now where if you, you're 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 more likely to find people who are as solo artists making a record more likely to find a, a collection of songs as opposed to a full album, like something that seems like it's a theme or whatever. And then when you think about making a soundtrack, of course, there's an investment um, I think you can make anywhere between five thousand dollars to a million dollars depending on who you are wow. off of uh, each soundtrack record making an appearance um, so it's an investment for the record label yeah and uh, I guess of course like any business they want to recoup that money and if you don't have that blockbuster hit um, are you really doing it so um, I think that kind of figures into it as well just trying to uh, really see a return on it and saying uh, are we really going to get it from this and is anybody going to buy it since 
a lot of people are just out there streaming. Is it just we're giving away a record for so-and-so to tour on and us not make our money off of this investment? Right. I think there's that. And then I, I, I don't know if the studios are saying, hey, uh, this rap record can tie into whatever it is that uh, uh, the theme of said film is about. So I don't know. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have figured a, uh, a full rap album for Moonlight. They probably don't tie it together. Yeah, but then, I mean, yeah, if you look at the 90s, those, those songs rarely tied into the movie. Like, in some cases, they, they fit the general theme, but in a lot of cases... Like the rapper would just have to say the name of the movie somehow in the in the song, and yeah. then th- there you go, instant connection. So, yeah. but um, but yeah, I think you know nowadays if if they want to make a hit song for a soundtrack, they'll just release that song and sell it on iTunes or whatever. Like, there's no need to make an entire album compilation or record label showcase or what have you. It just doesn't. It, I guess it doesn't make fiscal sense anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm. Th- that's what I'm thinking is the issue yeah. uh, as far as why they put the pause on that. Yeah. So, so um, as we kind of uh, finish off uh, uh, looking looking back at the past, let's let's just quickly go over our like what our, our personal favorite uh, hip hop soundtracks are. All right. Um, so I'll let you start. Okay. Okay. Well, um, we did mention some of them already. Uh, uh, I definitely like the Juice soundtrack. You know, it wasn't one of those soundtracks that it had to really tie into the movie because right. there was just so much going on in that movie. Yeah, I mean, and the, the movie itself is is inherently hip hop. Like it it's, is, it's just it it just oozes hip hop from from every scene. Yeah, DJ competition. Yeah. and then you know all this stuff that was going on that really touched on, and then you know songs that were played in the movie at certain scenes are. like. Uh, when uh, Omar Epps' character is getting chased by Bishop Tupac, yeah. shoot him up by Cypress Hill is uh, is, is playing. I yeah. think when he went to get a gun uh, to, to defend himself, that probably was when they threw it on there. So, yes, yeah, some of the songs were actually played in the movie. So I definitely like Juice. Of course, you got some great records, Enough Respect, uh, Big Daddy Kane, yeah. uh, Uptown Anthem, Noted by Nature, as we mentioned, uh, Shoot 'em Up, Cypress Hill. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's several great records on there. Um, I also like Don't Be a Menace to Society by Drinking Your Juice in South Se- South Central. Don't, don't, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Yes. I think that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we had to get everything in there. You know, yeah. Basically, if you all the all the movies. If you didn't already know, don't that movie was a parody of all of the yeah. quote-unquote coming-of-age movies of yeah. that time and, and uh, that movies. that shows you like how 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 prevalent those movies are like you made a point of talking about those coming-of-age movies that shows you how prevalent they are when there's so many that you can have a wayne's brothers parody <laughs> that, means, <laughs> that means there was a lot of them yes yeah yes um so of course winter wars was on there yep. and um several other joints that um Jump started some careers, like we had mentioned with Capadonna. Yep. Um, you also had that uh, uh, UGK, Lord Jamar, uh, Keith Murray track on there, wow. and uh, some other tracks too. Also, uh, Joe, the R&B singer, was on there. All the things. That's right. He <laughs> kicked off his. That pretty much became the theme of his career. Yeah, I think so. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> we also had um, Dead Presence, which is actually not a hip hop uh, album. It had the uh, album full of throwback R&B songs and yeah. uh, 
that actually was another movie that Anne uh, Bush Wright was in. She was also oh, yeah. in Zebra Head, which we mentioned earlier. I think she was in Fresh as well. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Menace of Society, which of course had um, several tracks. We mentioned Straight Up Menace. One of my, uh, also one of my favorite uh, tracks is on there. Lick them motherfuckers. Brand new Brand newbie. Yeah, it's a dope cut. Who's the man? Which was the uh, movie with uh, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover, the other Dr. Dre. D O C T O R Dre, <laughs> not D R period. Yes, Dre. yes. The, There's uh, a difference. Former MTV personalities uh, starring in a movie with a lot of uh, rapper cameos yeah. in it, um, directed by Ted Demi. R I P. Rest in peace. Um, and uh, that that was a good soundtrack because, of course, party and bullshit. Who's the man by House of Pain? Yep. Uh, uh, next on the menu by uh, Pete Rock and Seal Smooth. Yep. There was definitely some great cuts on there. You don't have to worry, Mary J. Blige. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just it was packed with stuff. So uh, definitely check that out if you don't know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those would be my five. What about you, sir? Okay. So I have uh, a Boys in the Hood. All right. Um, you know, just it, it was one of the first. It was the first time. I think the first time I had heard a soundtrack was like. No, New Jack City was the first time. Boys in the Hood was the second time. They came out in the same year. Where it was like, okay, I have to have the soundtrack. Like, maybe I haven't seen the movie yet because I'm too young. But, but uh, I have to get the soundtrack. And it, you know, you had exclusive cuts by Ice Cube, and right. Yo Yo, Main Source, Too Short, Two Live Crew. It's a lot of really dope exclusive yeah, cuts yeah. on that on that soundtrack. Um, and you have you have Juice, which you mentioned before. Um, this was on uh, the Bomb Squad's uh, record label. Uh, it was like uh, Soul Records, which was like a, a division of MCA. But they, um, they, they kind of executive produced this this album, and it just had a lot of like again, it had two absolutely classic hip hop songs, and then just a slew of other solid records. And it right, had a dope right. EPMD record that was on there first. Um, uh, it's going down the name of that one. Yeah. But, but um yeah, so Juice was so Juice is just a super solid soundtrack album. Um Menace of Society again, just you had a great mix of East and West Coast artists on that album. And uh that was uh just Jive Records. But um, you know, you had Too Short, you had uh Lynch Mob, you had DJ Quick, just So you wanna be again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just um just a lot of dope cuts on there. Uh, uh, Spice One Two as well, and um, so then yeah, you got uh, um, Above the Rim, uh, Death Row Records. That was kind of the start of their their uh, doing soundtracks. But um, uh, Above the Rim, you know, you again you had Regulate on there. You had Afro Puffs. You have uh, Big Pimpin' by Dog Pound. You have Dog Pound for Life. Um, on the cassette version, you had Pain by Tupac, one of his best records. I couldn't help but notice your pain. Yeah, <laughs> share it with me. Uh, um, so that's above the rim. Um, and then um, my fa- I think my favorite hip-hop soundtrack is uh, Soul in the Hole. Um, the soundtrack is a 1997 mm. Loud Records uh, soundtrack for a movie that I've never seen. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know if it was released. I just know that it was a movie about basketball. The, the soundtrack was just, it just had the right combination of cuts and artists on it. Like, it was just, it's very consistent. It's all hip-hop, and it's a nice mix of, you know, like, just, like, hardcore late 90s hip-hop. And, I mean, you've got Wu-Tang on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Smith & Wesson had a dope cut on there. Mm-hmm. Um, right. uh, Sauce Money has a cut by, by, produced by Premiere on there. Um, 
You got a, uh, you got a. Uh, Common has one of my favorite, one of my favorite cuts called uh, High Expectation, which is dope. Which has a dope Shaka Khan sample. Uh, just, uh, it's just, it's just like front to back, really like extremely solid, extremely consistent. Like a lot of soundtracks can be inconsistent with the, with the, with the cuts. That that's probably like the greatest downfall of them is that they're inconsistent because they're just compilations. But uh, Soul in the Hole is a really consistent record, so that's why it gets the nod for me as like my number one. Dope, 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 dope. That does sound like a a good little compilation. (laughs) It is. All right. Well, you got anything else to say to the people? Um, no. I think that's. I think that concludes this episode of On No Loops. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I got a couple quick, quick, quick notes. Um, of course, you can join the conversation. Let us know what some of your favorite hip hop soundtracks or even just hip hop songs are. Uh, go to the hashtag #OhNoLoops on Twitter. That's right. Uh, try to conversate with us. Converse. Converse. <laughs> did I do that on purpose? I think uh, I did. I hope I did. Sure, sure you did. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> you got that. Of course, we're on Twitter. Um, I'm at Old Dirty Plaster. O L D I R T Y P L A S T E R. And I'm at Urkel Modi. U R K E L M O E D W E. And uh, we actually have another hashtag that I wanted to start, hashtag own those bars. And it was a couple uh, verses or songs that I wanted to just touch on randomly. New song, fairly new song, uh, Bounce Back by Big Sean, hmm. hashtag own those bars. I know how you feel about I'm, that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have to give that a few more listens. Yeah. So my, my first impressions of that are not, not, that great. not that great. Although I did like his last album. I thought it was pretty decent. Okay, but, okay, but okay. yeah, I'm not feeling his bounce back. Uh, yeah. well, it's but, not bouncing back for you. Right, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and then a nice little throwback for me, um, Edge of Sanity by Cool G Rap. Oh, Hashtag cool. own those bars. So, uh, Definitely uh, add to that if you will on Twitter as well. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Let us know if we missed anything because with soundtracks, there's so many. So there's there's a lot of stuff we didn't we didn't touch on a lot of cuts and a lot of albums that we that we just didn't have time to cover. But but if if you want to have the have that conversation, please do hashtag on no loops. All right, and then uh, I guess lastly, uh, a couple notes for life. Of course, we got. Some political stuff going on, and whatever side you're on, whatever you're feeling right now, in the words of Onyx, all we got is us. That's right. Yeah, and so, thank you for listening. Tell a friend. Tell two friends. Make new friends by telling friends. That's that's right, because friends are not annoyed by that at all. Like, if, if, you, if, you, if you walk up to a new person and say, hey, check out this podcast, they'll totally not be annoyed by that, I promise. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... And so with that, um, until next time, the balcony is closed. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, Peace. Peace.